Today, uh, from the Torah portion, uh, a verse that was read and the second to last song, uh, I think the title I gave it was Open My Eyes, uh, that I might see. And uh, so the question, though, just to get us started there, if you need to ask me questions, have any comments, want to know anything, you can go there to any one of those places and you can able to stay in contact with me. And so that's what the resources are there for. And, uh, but we have here uh, a question. If you walked into a building, anything, anywhere, and you saw a cloud inside that building, what would you think? What would be the you know, first thoughts coming to your mind if you see a cloud within the building? Yeah, after we already had the Torah portion and we're in a service. And so we ask that question in this room, we get one answer. We ask that question out on the streets, we get a whole nother answer. And so, you know, what was that? Oh, hot boxing. All right. And so there could be smoke for all sorts of reasons. There could be some gas fumes. All sorts of interesting things. What? Yeah. And so multiple different reasons, but we, we saw in the text, the verse that was read, 34, the cloud covered the tent of the meeting, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Now, that's what we'd want to see. And when I was looking and studying uh, in the theological word book, it said it's not nearly, merely God's reputation which fills the earth or the temple, but the very reality of his presence. And that was, I thought about very reality of his presence. And what I thought of is real proof when they saw that cloud, they knew without a shadow of a doubt that God was physically there with them. Right there. Now, we know though in the Bible that God is present everywhere all the time which means he's right here in this room with us. He's with us everywhere we go all the time. And, uh, but that tangible presence that you could identify, recognize with your natural eyes, that we don't get often. That's a rarity. That's the re special treat. If we had that and we had something that with our earthly senses like they did, that we could say, yeah, here he is, physically, right there. We know he's there, but even more. And, and then they, though, had it different in the wilderness, in the book of Exodus. I mean, there, you know, throughout all their journeys, the cloud of the Lord was on the tabernacle by day and a fire in it by night in the sight of all the house of Israel. God's cloud led them that entire time while they were there in the wilderness. They could look with their eyes and they'd see the cloud so clearly they had no doubt what direction to walk. Then when I read, though, that verse, I saw something that I never noticed before, and I don't know if that's the only one that says it or what, but I know that I've always heard, you know, he was there to let him by cloud by day and fire by night. But in this verse, it also says the fire was in it, was in the cloud. Actually, that 
mentions there. I'd never noticed that before in another text, but this one, that the fire was there in the cloud. There was fire in it, in the cloud. But they were able to know for certainty, no hesitation, no doubt, God was right there. Now, I started thinking of the cloud this past week and the cloud of God's presence. And there were these few verses in Psalm 104. God makes the clouds his chariot. The Lord is riding on a swift cloud and is about to come to Egypt, Isaiah said. And Daniel says, next I saw the arrival of a man, or, or so he seemed to be a man, brought there on the clouds of heaven, from heaven. And he approached the Ancient of Days and was presented to him. You look through the scriptures and when you see God, often you do see cloud. At times when he manifested his presence and well, one of the reasons maybe, I don't know if only, well, one reason is you see in these verses is that clouds are the means of his transportation. That's how we got about from one place to another. He, did, he didn't ride a magic carpet. He didn't take an Uber. I mean, he just rode a cloud. What would it be like if we tried to ride a cloud? That wouldn't work, would it? Plunge, was that a word I heard? Just poof, sink, down we'd go. But God, he can ride a cloud. He's different. And you just read through the scriptures there. Those were some in the Hebrew scriptures, the New Testament too. Peter there, he said to Yeshua, Lord, oh, it's so good that we're here. If you'd like, I'll make three tabernacles. One for you and one for Moses, one for Elijah. And while he was still speaking a bright cloud overshadowed them. And behold, a voice out of the cloud spoke and said, this is my beloved son. With him, I'm well pleased. Listen to him. And when they heard that, they fell on their face and to the ground and were terrified. They were in awe. Father God paid him a visit in the cloud. And then Yeshua tells, well, it tells us there in Acts 1-9, after he resurrected and he was there with his disciples, he was speaking with them, and then he was lifted up while they were looking on, and a cloud received him out of his sight. He, he traveled by cloud up into the heavens. And then he said, they're recorded there in Mark, that I am, and you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of power, and coming with the clouds of heaven. He's going to return with the clouds. And so Hebrew scriptures, New Testament, Genesis to Revelation, we see he travels by cloud. Would anyone like to travel by cloud? Well, doesn't it say what? When he returns though as well, that those who are dead first will rise, and then those who are alive will rise and meet him in the clouds, in the air. So you're going to get that opportunity. That'll be the only time I like generally to keep my feet on solid ground. I, I generally prefer that, but I guess that's one day I won't mind it. That opportunity to be in the clouds. Thanks to look here. In Numbers 22, the Lord opened the eyes of Balaam. He saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way with his drawn sword in his hand, and then he bowed all the way 
to the ground. At first, Balaam had no idea that the angel of the Lord was right before him. The donkey saw. Balaam, not a clue. Balaam wasn't blind. The man's eyes worked. But yet, he didn't see him. No idea. Didn't see him at all. And in a similar matter here, in 2 Kings, little different, Elisha prayed and said, Oh Lord, will you open his eyes that he may see? And the Lord opened his servant's eyes and he saw, Behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. At the beginning there, Elisha's servants did not see into the spiritual world. He had no idea that the Lord had sent horses and chariots of fire to protect them. Then Elisha prayed, and God answered his prayer and allowed him to see the spiritual army that was right there to protect them and take care of them. And I just, when I read that verse, I said, hey, we can pray for this, I guess. We can pray and say, Lord, let me see you. Let me see the spirit world. Let me see you and ask him to do that. Elisha prayed and God said, okay. I mean, there were times like, like them that, you know, we're, we, we're, we sense danger. And, and, you know, we cry out, God, help. Well, it'd be nice after we cried out, help, that then God would open our eyes and we saw the angel who was right there with us. And then we could relax a little easier. You know, the purpose, God lets us see this maybe because he knows we need comfort. We need help and we'll really, I mean, if you just see them, the army right there, you'd relax and say, all right, I don't have to do a thing. God's here and he's got this all under control. And so we can pray that God would do this for us. Now, in Genesis 21, it says God opened Hagar's eyes and she saw a well of water. The word open is pekat, pekak. And it means to open, and that word's used often when, when God, like, healed a blind person and allowed his, opened his eyes. It's also translated, you see, to be observant. Hagar was not blind. She was out there, and there was always that well right before her. God didn't distract her and then bring a well into place. The well was always there. She was having a hard day. She was under pressure and stressed. And when we go through difficult times, especially, and get stressed up, we, we don't focus and see clearly. And we don't notice something can be right there in front of our eyes, and we're clueless. We don't see a thing. And the well was there, but she never noticed it. And so all of a sudden, God just opened her eyes and allowed her to see something that was always right there, but she'd been missing. And God enabled her to see what she was missing. Stress, difficulties can do that. But as well in Exodus, we see you shall take no gift for a gift blinds them that have sight. It's a gift, a, a bribe. And the word for sight is pekim. 
Same word you see in the, the yellow green. It's the same word, sight. And in the Living Bible, take no bribes, for a bribe makes you unaware of what you clearly see. Don't take bribes. They blind perfectly good eyes. A bribe will not literally make us blind and close our eyes. It doesn't prevent us from seeing and looking at things. But bribes can hinder our ability to see something right there. It's like a whole new set of lenses placed in front of our eyes. And it's not just bribes. So many different things can just prevent us or hinder us or make it difficult just to see normal, natural things that are right in front of us. And so we need to ask God, help me. This isn't just like a once-in-a-lifetime thing. This happens often. That's why there's a worship song, Open My Eyes. Because we need to pray that. And say, Lord, due to all sorts of different reasons, too many times I just don't see something right there in front of me. My eyes got 20-20 vision, and if they don't have it, the glasses do. And yet, despite the 20-20 vision, I still can't see a thing that's right in front of me. And so, God, I need you to help. I need you to enable me to see because I'm missing a whole lot of stuff that I need to see. I mean, Luke here, 24, they sat down to eat, and Yeshua took some bread. He blessed it. He broke it and gave it to them, and then suddenly... Their eyes were opened, and they recognized Yeshua. One, I just think a whole other teaching, but I think there's something very powerful about the Lord's table. A lot more than many of us give it credit for. I think it's really something extremely important. Every time in my house when we pray over a meal, we also add the Lord's table every time. I always at least briefly mention, more importantly, Lord, thank you for your body and blood that you gave us. There's something very important and powerful there that we don't take as serious as we need to. But here was the situation. There's some disciples. Look, I mean, this, they're just they're looking right in the man's face. Right in his face, just inches, two feet away. These men were not visitors from another country or planet. They were Yeshua's disciples. They'd spent time with him. They knew exactly what he looked like. They knew what his voice sounded like. They weren't going blind or losing their hearing. But somehow, standing two feet from the man, looking him square in the eyes, they had no idea who he was. No idea. They didn't see a thing. I mean, did Yeshua have plastic surgery while he was dead for those three days? An extreme body makeover or something? I mean, I don't know. It may have been a new body, but I, I, I think they could. it was the same face, maybe different material. I don't know what. They had no idea this was the man. We know things about Yeshua, but somehow our vision is too often clouded and blurred. We're blinded too often. We don't have perfect revelation and insight into who he is, what he did, or what he offers us. 
And we need God to enable us to see and hear him better with more clarity and certainty, just like Israel in the wilderness. There was a cloud, undeniable. God is physically right here in front of me. My senses confirm what I already know is true. So there's zero opportunity for doubt, hesitation, or a cloud to blur my vision instead. I like to look at some of these scriptures, the three I think I have left is uh, for, to pray. I have these in scriptures that I try to pray. Call to me, God says, and I'll answer you. And I'll tell you and even show you great and mighty things. Things which have been confined and hidden, which you do not know and understand and can't distinguish. God says it's time for show and tell. Too many things are hidden and concealed. These eyes work. The eye doctor's got nothing to do to change. But yet we miss the things that are really important too often. We're not able to understand or clearly see God and all that he has for us. And so we need to pray and say, God, show and tell me what I need to see and hear. Paul as well prayed. I mean, look in that pictures there. I mean, look on the, on the picture on the left. There's what? There's an, some sort of animal. Something there hanging on to that branch. It's there, but it's easier to miss it than to see it. And there's some leaves, but there's an eyeball sticking out behind there. And it's easier to miss him than to see him. It's easier to miss than to see too often. And so Paul was concerned, so he prayed in Ephesians. Would God give us a spirit of wisdom, revelation and knowledge of him, disclosure and discovery in the things we haven't seen clearly? We need revelation, disclosure, discovery. There's so much we need to discover about the Lord that we've just been missing. And so we need to pray that we would see more. In verse 18, I pray the eyes of your heart would be enlightened, flooded and inuated with light, focused and clear, so we might actually see what's right before us. So that we'll know even as well the hope of his calling and the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Focus, clarity. God, help me to focus and to see clearly. And in verse 19, to see the surpassing greatness of his power toward us who believe. We need to grasp the immense immensity, the enormity of his glorious way of life that he has for us. Yeah, I read the words in the Bible, but I didn't really understand it. I don't really believe it. I haven't clearly seen it because my life would be different if I did. Enormity of the way of life he has for us. Help me to really see what you have, God, so I might start to actually look for it and expect it in my life. And one other verse in Corinthians, now in this time of imperfection, 
we see in a mirror dimly, a blurred reflection. But then when the time of perfection comes, we'll see reality. Well, when you face to face. So when Yeshua comes, it'll be fine. We won't have to worry. But it's between now and then we need some help. I know now today in part, just in fragments, but then I'll know fully because he'll be there to tell me. Just as I've been fully known by God or like a cloudy picture in a mirror, squinting in a fog, peering through a mist. That's what it's like more often than not. We're really just dimly seeing. It's just a blurred reflection. It's blurry. It's cloudy. It's, it's like trying to look through a fog or a mist and see. Now, on one hand, God travels and lives in clouds. But on the other hand, there's like earthly mist and cloud. And just like that cloud in the sky blocks the sun, so either we have limited view of the sun or absolutely nothing, that's what these different verses and things I've been sharing with you is like our life most of the time. There is a cloud and a mist out there that is limiting and hindering our view. So we are just not clearly seeing the Lord. Our visibility is limited right now. Clouds can obstruct our view of God and only allow us to see part or some of what's before us. But then it hit me, there's good news. Hopefully then the mists and the cloud, they don't stay there all day, every day. Eventually the sun burns through and the cloud disappears. And that's what we need to pray. God, there's a cloud right now and, and my view is limited. My visibility is limited. I don't see you as clearly as I need to. But God, just like that cloud this morning disappeared, would you disappear that cloud? Take it away. Get rid of it now so I could see you clearly without any obstruction, without any hindrances. God can open our eyes and enable us to see what we've been missing. And so we need to ask him to remove the clouds, limits. Some of those limits are in here that stop us from seeing him as we need to. These belief systems that are all messed up and wrong. We need to ask him to remove these things that interfere with or limit our sight. And we need to call out to God, like it says in Jeremiah, and say, God, it's time for show and tell. Please show and tell me what I need to know. Shine brightly and burn away the clouds in the midst so I can see you more clearly. God, let me see you with the certainty that we read about in the Torah portion. There was no doubts in their minds that God was right there. God, get rid of these clouds and let me see you with such certainty because I need that. And so let me pray for that for us. Lord, thank you that, Lord, you want us to pray this. We need to pray it, and thank you, Lord, that you desire. We look at the scriptures, Elisha prayed that his servant's eyes would be opened, and he opened them. And we see Paul praying these things for us. And so, Lord, thank you that Paul prayed them, but help us to pray them too. 
Help us, Lord, to pray. Help us not to be satisfied. Help us even the first step is to know we got a problem. And that, Lord, there are clouds and myths that are obstructing our view and either entirely or limiting our view so we don't see clearly. Help us, Lord, to make sure we understand that very clearly first. And so clearly that then we'll pray for you to change things. Lord, remove the clouds, the obstacles, the limits, the hindrances that, Lord, prevent us or limit us from seeing you and the enormity and immensity of the glorious way of life you have for us. And so as we saw in the scriptures and sang minutes ago, would you open our eyes, God, like they've never been opened before. And I ask this in the name of Yeshua. Amen.